Very good Monday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. Darren McFarland here, live in the Strikensbear Family Fun Center studio. DJ Damon is alongside the other half of the McFarland Show. Justin is out today. I think he'll be back tomorrow, but not sure. Not sure if he's in the country, out of the country. Don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know I he's out think today. I supposed to tell nobody yet. So. Yeah, well, I, I, so I said I don't know. So, But I think he's going to be back with us tomorrow. But we'll see. We shall see. Lots going on. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Nice weather today. Man, I didn't realize it was going to be 75 degrees, Damon. And I'm in a hoodie. I feel like doing this Justin McFarlane. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the weather. It's kind of a nicer, you know. Can't get used to this, though. Is that what Justin sounds like? Okay. (laughs) As close as I can. I'm sure he'll appreciate your impression of him. (laughs) Well, we've got 70s, and we're going to be in the 70s the next couple of days. As a matter of fact, you know, it's supposed to be 70 the next two days. Is it? Okay. Well, I guess I should check the weather more more often. Because I feel like I need to be Bill Belichick and... Cut my hoodie sleeves off, right? Right. Because I'm I'm dressed too warm. I for actually today. got out and walked this morning. Uh, you know, get the exercise. It was like a strange feeling, the blood flowing and exercise. And I'm like, this is 70 degrees today. What is? Hey, today's a good day for a walk. Oh, good day for a walk. Um, not so much on Saturday. I was out in it. It was cold on Saturday. It was in the no 40s. Lie. Tell me about it. And then I went to the uh, Vandy Gonzaga baseball game yesterday. It was nice, but when the wind was, it was windy, and that wind did not um, did not make it feel like it was in the mid sixties. Did Vanderbilt win that game? No, they did not. What is up with that? They were up seven to one. Wow! And they gave up eight runs in the seventh. That don't sound like Vanderbilt baseball, really. And they lost nine to eight mm. to Gonzaga. They but were they, they were cruising. They did that to take attention away from the Vanderbilt basketball team. Well, if they wanted to take the attention off the basketball team, they'd probably win. I would say winning, not losing. Well, you know, it makes it like, oh, Vanderbilt lost. Oh, God, the world is falling. Well, they've already lost three games. So, off to a little bit of a shaky start. Um, But uh, nonetheless, it was a fun game. Fun game yesterday. You know who else has been hot? Who is that, Darren? The Preds. Oh, yeah. They've been hot. You know, you criticized them for talking about going on vacation and all like that, and Coach got all set, upset. But look at them, five-game winning streak. Well, I didn't criticize them. I just brought attention to the well, fact that, yeah. that uh, you know, Barry Trotz took away their trip to the to Vegas, made them come home after St. Louis. They didn't get to go to the U2 concert. And I said, look, it's either going to go one way or the other. There's a fork in the road. It's either going to work. <laughs> And it's going to motivate them, and they're going to have a really successful road trip, mm-hmm. or it's going to get messy. Well, we know which one happened. Yeah. They had never done that in franchise history. They went five and zero on a road trip. They have never gone five and zero on a on a five game road trip, and they did that after beating Anaheim last night. They beat San San Jose Saturday night, Anaheim last night, and ten points on that road trip. Kevin Lincoln and got two wins. On this road trip, Predators backup goaltenders. Here's what he had to say last night after beating the Ducks. I'm uh, feeling good. Yeah, I think uh, last week was a good wake-up call for us, and uh, 
kind of realized what we need to do to be a winning team and uh, this was a huge huge week for us playing some good opponents on the road tough road trip so boys are feeling good but still you know being humble and keeping working at it so so we're looking forward to what's coming next you got the start and the win in two big games on this road trip how are you feeling about your game and about how your team's playing in front of you I mean first of all I love how the guys battle in front of me and um, it's been like that all year I feel like we play a 60 minute game doesn't matter what's the score after one or two periods um, the guys try to grind it out like tonight we saw scored a couple of big goals so that makes the goalies job a little easier and uh, yeah what comes to my own game I think I've been I've been feeling pretty good actually all year um, keeping building on it I feel like my game is in a better spot than it has ever been um, we put a lot of time and effort with co- goalie coach Benny here and uh, yeah, I'm happy that uh, the results are are coming my way as well. Got a five-game homestand coming up on Tuesday. How eager are you guys to to get out on a, on the right foot at home? Yeah, that will be huge for us, um, especially now being on the road for a full week and uh, building kind of a little bit little bit of momentum. I can't wait to get back home and uh, keep grinding. You've now got that last wild uh, wild card playoff spot. How do you feel your chances are for holding on to that now? I, I feel I feel great, confident. Uh, we got everything we need in this group here, and uh, we showed we can beat anybody uh, on the road. Especially we've been pretty much unbeatable the last few weeks here. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm confident in this group and what what we have in here. I'm not sure what Kevin Lincoln is supposed to say. How, how confident are you now that uh, you're in that last wild card spot that you'll be able to keep this? I don't I don't think so. I think this was just an anomaly. It was a lucky five games and. We'll probably, you know, fall apart after this road trip. I mean, we'll just, what kind of question is that? Yeah, we'll just fall apart. We probably this is probably this is, something that happened. This was just a don't, weird. Don't, don't get too excited. Yeah, don't get excited. Look, this was weird. Um, I'm sure you know a big losing streak's coming. Yeah. What, what kind of question is that? What do you What do you think the player's going to say? I want to go on vacation early, so we'll probably lose the next few games. By the way, going on the road has not been the issue for this team, believe it or not. Playing at home, which is the scary part, is now they're coming back home. That's where they have not played well. This team is 14-15 and 15 at home this season. 14-15 and 15 on the road. They're 18-10-2. So... On the road has not been an issue for this Predators team, which is weird. Being at home, they have, uh, they're one of the few teams in the league. Well, I should say one of the few teams vying for a playoff spot in the league. Maybe the only team. I'm trying to think of all the teams in playoff spots. Yeah, they're the only team with a losing record at home. So you don't see that very often. Um, but being out on the road has not been an issue. For this team, let's uh, let's go to the phone. 615-844-5600 is the phone line and the text line. Let's go to Bob in Antioch. Bob, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. If there's ever been a trap game for the Predators, I think the one tomorrow night is. I'd like to – you guys feel the same way? And this is based on what you were just talking about. Well, it's a trap game for two reasons. One of what I just stated. They have not been good at home for whatever reason. They're under five hundred at home but have been exceptional on the road. So it's a home game. So there's trap number one. And number two, I don't understand it. I don't know why. I've just had coaches tell me for a long, long time, this game coming off a long road trip is always a scary game for a head coach. I don't know why it's like that. 
but they have always said that they've been consistent, Bob, with this because I guess they get home, they relax, they, you know, they get back with the family, they got chores to do. And, you know, when you're on the road, you can, you don't have any of those problems, right? It's just, you're on the road, you're in a hotel, you're with your teammates, no distractions. You get home and there's distractions. And, you know, look, I understand it because I've seen it happen enough times where coaches, they hate that first home game after a road trip because I've seen them lose it a lot, lose those games a lot. So, yeah, it's a trap game for two reasons, and uh, we'll see if they can keep the momentum going. But, yeah, it won't be easy tomorrow. Well, I'll, I'll, add, a, I'll add a third reason. They, for some reason, play terribly against the lower teams, and I, I don't know why. I don't know why that is. I have a, a question about the trade deadline. Um, it wouldn't bother me if they stood pat or, or did you know at least very little because uh, I, I like the team. Uh, I, I don't want them to do anything to uh, you know, to jeopardize that. And I, I think if they do anything, they'll, they'll probably move some of those uh, free agents that uh, they probably won't resign anyway. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would not like for them to stand pat, but if they do, I'll understand. Certainly adding to me is is not should not be in the equation at all. Uh, I think, honestly, they should sell. If the price is right, if they can get uh, good returns like they have done in the past. Look, the, I, I don't know why it's worked out this way, but this organization, I get it. Barry Trotz is now the general manager. The other 24 years, it was David Poyle. But this organization has had more success when they are in sell mode than buy mode. Those are just facts. That's not my opinion. Those are facts. They've done way better selling than they have buying. And so I think they should sell if they can get good things in exchange. I don't think this should change anything, in my opinion. It's nice. They went on the road and they did something they've never done in franchise history. Now they're in that final playoff spot. Okay, there's still, what, 23 more games to go? We'll see. It's still a team that's been out more than it's been in. And if somebody's willing to give you a haul for UC Saros, kind of like what they got, Bob, last year for Tanner Janot, they got they fleeced Tampa. They fleeced right. Pittsburgh with Granlin. Uh, if, someone, if they can fleece somebody for Saros, in my opinion, fleece them. I totally agree. Well, thank you very much. All right, Bob. Thank you, as always. All right, we'll come back. Forever Titan wide receiver Chris Sanders will switch gears. The Combine starts tomorrow in Indianapolis. We'll get his thoughts on that, and uh, we'll pick his brain. Um, We'll do that next here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. 
Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity as the return of the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Just one McFarland today on this Monday. Darren McFarland here live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. The other McFarland, Justin, I think will be back with us tomorrow. DJ Damon is alongside for the ride as well. Hope everybody's had a good weekend and a good Monday. I don't know why he's laughing, but our next guest is Forever Titans wide receiver. Chris I Sanders. I think he's playing. What what well, what has all, you so tickled? How you gonna have a DJ's name called DJ Damon? <laughs> have, you, have you not seen Damon <laughs> spin the tunes? No, he's going. He's gonna, I can't see him scratching to uh, Conway Twitty. <laughs> Thank you, Bo Jackson. I mean, Chris. Jack, I'm sorry. What's your name? <laughs> oh, I just can't see it on the ones and twos. Hey, I got Conway Twitty. Okay, I'm. Good. I'm good. Hey, he can spin it, okay? 
DJ Damon. Now you just keep that in mind next next Christmas. He'll be, That's right. he'll be your guy hold for on, your party. Hold on, hold on DJ Damon. <laughs> DJ Damon playing some uh, Tupac and all that stuff. No, but, oh, okay, okay, I'm good. That just tickled me. <laughs> I ain't been saved all my life, Chris. You should you should quiz Chris on music. He loves that game. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dan. That just tickled me. <laughs> Whatever. Can we cut okay. him off? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said we was going to pick his brain, but ain't much left of it, Darren. So. Hey, this is DJ David. <laughs> I had no idea who's going to get the sticker oh, over that. I'm sorry. I'll have to use this more often. <laughs> I was going to invite him to my church, but I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you go, did you go oh. to Indianapolis for the Combine? Did, yeah, did I go? Yes, it was totally different when I went. I mean, okay, I so tell us about it. <laughs> Nineteen ninety-five was totally different. Also, you know, with the social media and, and mm-hmm. NFL Network, it was nothing going on now. But uh, it, it was it's it's a stressful process. I mean, when I say stressful process, because you know you got a, you got a lot of guys that are trying to get drafted. You already know the guys are going to go number one. That's going to go to the top ten. But you got guys that are fighting for a position, trying to get noticed. And when I went to the combine. You know, at the at the at that point, I was just a guy. When I say just a guy, I wasn't in the top echelon. But you know, I went to the uh, combine when I did the forty yard dash, and you know, I ran my routes. And then that's when they really started to notice me. So it is completely different now. Oh my gosh, completely different. So, I and by the way, I think it's it's about to change because like, like, how, like what? Well. Well, one, I don't know if you've seen this, the Big 12 is having a conference day, and the schools at the Big 12 will still have their individual day. That is crazy. So if all the other conferences follow suit and they have a conference day and individual days, don't you think, I mean, these kids are going to start, look, just think about put yourself, you already did this. So if you could have done it in Columbus or in Indianapolis, which one are you picking? I mean, I would still go to Indianapolis. Really? Yes, just to experience. Yeah, because, you know, you got to remember that every coach is going to be there. Every general manager is going to be there. Every pro scout is going to be there. When they start coming to your school. But it's not true, though. It's not true. Are all of them are coming to there, too? No, listen to this. So they're, it's already getting out there. Like, Sean McVay, there are plenty of coaches that are saying they're not going to be at the Combine this year. But you know, but can, can I really be real honest with you? I know, I know the combine's a big thing, and you know, guys are jockeying for a position. But the individual workout, I think, is the most important. Because okay. I'm, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. There's a guy that uh, his name was Preston Harrison. He was a linebacker to play the Deal House University with me. But the whole season, he was out because you know he broke his tailbone. He gets into the individual workout. He gets healthy, and he runs a four three nine as a linebacker. Gets drafted third round. So. You know, it's things like that to where you know, you know, the coaches and the GMs and the you know the scouts can get can can actually be up front and center to see what you can do. So you know, it's a, it's all a process. But at the end of the day, I think the individual workout is where guys jockey for position. I don't believe Marvin Harrison Jr. is even going. I don't even I think he's even going. show up. If they ask me to go, I I just throw it. You know how you don't want mail? You just throw it on the on the table. No, nah, I'm not going. He's he's already going like number one or number. So two. you don't think it's going to hurt him at all. Not at all, because he's that type of player. I mean, here, here it is. Everybody, everybody in uh, college can run forties. Everybody can jump high. Everybody can do the three cones. Everybody can do all those things. But when you turn on the field, on the film, he's a football player. He can he can catch the ball in tight windows. He can make the tough catch. He got acceleration after the after the catch. So 
I don't think he even needs to go because he's that type of player. Did you just say film? How long have you been in the South? I think you just did a film. <laughs> I just can't get DJ Damon out of my mind. <laughs> Almost. By the way, he's got his hoodie up over his head. He's not even oh, looking my. at me. As long as he don't wear no receiver gloves trying to do the ones and twos, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you could change one thing, you went sure. through the experience. If you could change one thing. I, and I don't care how you answer it as a player or if you were working for an organization. What would it be at the combine uh, to make but, it more real? Uh, to make it more real, one mm-hmm. thing I would want, what I would change. Um, I mean, I, I would, I really wouldn't change anything because everything that you that they do, it has to pertain to football and also just the psyche. I mean, you got the forty yard dash, you got the the high, the, 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 the the you know jumping up high, all that crazy stuff, and then you got the individual meeting. So I don't think you need to change it. I just think that you don't need to make it so long. I mean, it was like three or four days. Just kind of cut it down and make sure these guys are prepared. That's how I look at the situation. But some of the things you do there, Chris, is not real. Like you'll never do that. It'll never be like that in a game. Like. Yes. When you rather okay, I know your forty time was fantastic, but fantastic. you you didn't run a, a whatever a four three in pads. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a great point. Now let me rewind that. There's one thing I would change is getting physicals from all thirty two teams. I mean, okay, crazy. I mean, that's one thing. I mean, you're bending your knees and you're doing squats and you're doing high. I mean, you got to do all that for every team. That's one thing I would change. I think that just make it know, one one time and they pass it out. One Info time. to everybody. What one time? But you got to do it with every team, and I just think that hmm. it's just it's just drawn out so long, and you know, and I know they got to go through the process because they're making investments, you know, with the guy that they're picking. But at the end of the day, it's just the, this grueling. It's long, and then you know, guys are just physically they're physically tired right before they even get to do the drills because you're going through the most. You got to meet with coaches. You got to do the the physicals. You got to make sure your room is taken care of. You're meeting with agents, so when you actually get to the drill, you're like, man, I'm tired. Hmm. I know you're a former receiver, so my guess is you you would tend to lean toward that position. But seventh pick in the draft with the needs of the Titans, which is a lot, (laughs) what would you realistically do? You know, I, I mean, it's tough because if you're looking at the wide receiver pool, I mean, there's, it's, it's real deep. I mean, after Marvin Harrison, there's a lot of great players. You got mm-hmm. Nate from LSU. You got the Duns from Washington. You got Thomas from LSU. You got Franklin from Oregon. I mean, McConkley from Georgia. You got, you know, uh, Coleman from Florida State. You got Mitchell from Thomas. That's a wealth of, of wide receivers. But at the end of the day, you can have a wealth of wide receivers and have a great receivers on your team. You gotta have an offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's talking about the Tennessee Titans. If you look at last year, what was the Achilles heels of the Tennessee Titans? It was the offensive line. They gave up 60 sacks. You know, Ryan Tannehill got hurt. You know, Will Levis was running for his life. So if you look at the offensive line, there's a couple of guys that I like in the draft. I like Joe Alt. Everybody's talking about him from Notre Dame. And then there's another guy that I like also that nobody's really talking about is Latham from Alabama. I mean, these guys are big physical maulers, kind of like a Taylor Lewan, to where, you know, they have an attitude. And I think that's the way I go offensive line. Mm. Did you look at the guy from Penn State or the guy from Oregon State? Yeah. Yeah, they're big. They're they're nasty. I mean, they're they're if if I'm if I'm drafting and I'm looking at you know who I want, I want I want a guy that fits the identity of what I'm what I'm bringing. Because if you look at if you look at uh you know uh, Brian Callahan, the head coach of the uh, ten, Tennessee Titans, that, you know that, that they just got, he said this. He said the teams that win are the teams that pass the ball well. 
You look at the guy from Notre Dame, Joe Hall. He has great pass pro. I know he struggles in, in runs sometimes. But if you look at him, his pass pro is absolutely fantastic. So that's the guy that I'll pick because he fits the identity of what I'm building. Do you think you guys are, I guess, let me phrase it this way. How different do you think you guys would have been if oh. you just had a average left tackle instead of Beob? Oh, we'd have been terrible. Really? It would have been bad because you got to remember that Steve McNair and Chris Chandler, those guys were our quarterbacks at the time, and Neil O'Donnell. You know, and the thing about it is, if you get a quarterback that gets hit from hit from the blind side, that's the most important because he can't see because he's predominantly right. So you got to make sure you feel comfortable and feel protected. And if a quarterback feels comfortable and protected because his left tackle is protecting him. Then you're going to be able to go you go through your reads, your first, your second, your third read coverages because you feel comfortable with your left tackle. Because if you look at this year, you know, look at our left tackle. I mean, he was consistent. Diller was no disrespect. Diller was consistently getting blasted. I mean, I mean, Jim Plunkett couldn't play quarterback at the time. That's how hard it was when your left tackle's not playing well. I think you could use the better Jim example Plunkett. than Jim Plunkett <laughs> with the one bar face man. Where did that go? I'm still going off DJ Damon. I can't get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think, look, yes. I, I know Taylor Wan was hurt a lot, yes. and I know that he's suspended and hurt, yes. but again, this franchise has had the luxury of a Brad Hopkins, Ooh. a Michael Roos, a Taylor Lewan, and then when you don't have those guys, yes. look what it looks like. It's it, it's bad. It is. And, and the thing about it is, if you look at that offensive line we had in 1990, we had Benji Olsen, we had uh, Brad Hopkins, we had Bruce Matthews, we had a lot of guys that can switch different positions. And even though you may get a left tackle, your guard and your center, they all have to work together. And if you look at that line in the offensive line, the communication was well, the being on one page was well. So even though you might get a good player at that position, you still got to have a guard that communicates with his center, and the center communicates with his guard and communicates with his tackle. That's how you win an offensive line position. How would you grade DeAndre Hopkins last season? I, you know what? I, I was surprised. I would, I would give him a B plus. Mm. The reason why I would give him a B plus is because when he first came in, I still was unknown. I know he was a great player in Houston. I know he made some big plays, but I wanted to see how he was going to gel in the locker room. I wanted to see how he was going to gel with his teammates. I know he had some little spats with uh, – you know, Will Levis a little bit, but at the end of the day, he's just firing. He wants to win. I'm very happy he's here. He's brought some spunk to the wide receiver position. Everybody was counting on Burks, and I'm not giving up on Burks. But D-Hop was a bright spot for this Tennessee Titans office, and I'm just so glad that he's here. Why are you not giving up on Burks? I want to hear this. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Because I'm, I'll be honest, I... I can't say that I've pulled the plug. Right, right. And that's probably too far, but I am like walking over to the to the outlet <laughs> to pull it. You know the reason why is because I, I coach wide receivers in Montgomery Bell mm-hmm. Academy. And you know, you know, when I first got to Montgomery Bell Academy, there was a there was a kid named William Tanner. I talk about him all the time. Everybody says he's not this, he can't do this, he can't do that. So what I did is I said, Let me tell you this. I said, Meet me at six in the morning and and, 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 and we're gonna go through some things. So he so he walks up to me. And I said, before you step on this track, that old guy is dead. When you step on this field, this football field, there's a new tanner. And I looked him, looked him in his eyes, and I said, listen here. I said, if you trust me and you, and you be coachable, I said, you're going to be one of the best wide receivers to ever come out of here. He hugged him. He said, Coach, that's all I need with tears in his eyes. So the reason why I share that story is sometimes it's not just about X and O's. 
It's not just about saying, okay, you got to run around. You got to burst off the cut. You got to lie with your eyes. You got to do all these things. It's about saying, you know what? Let me push this oversight. Let me look you in your face and say, I believe in you. And I just think that all it needs. Let me give you a perfect example. Look at the situation with Derrick Henry. They were getting ready to cut Derrick Henry. They were getting ready to trade Derrick Henry. But a guy named Eddie George looks him in the face without a tic tac, challenges him, and says, I believe in you. And then that's when his career changed. And that's why the next year he had 2,000 yards because somebody believed in him. Without a what? A tic-tac. Huh? What did you Without say? Without a tic-tac. <laughs> you have got to be stanking sometimes when you talk to people. Just let them know. <laughs> My wife, we go to church. We was at church last week, and she gave me about five or six minutes. And the reason why she did that, because she was telling me something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why you keep giving me all these minutes? She just, she just, uh, she just remotely just waved her, not waved her hand, but just nodded her head like, yeah. It's a monster in there. <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> it's a monster. And just keep your mouth closed, take this man, and be quiet. <laughs> Are there anybody on Brian Callahan's staff? I think it's completed, by the way. It's yes. officially done. Anybody yes. that jumps out to you that, that you, you like or don't love. like? I mean, anybody? Yes, I love. There's, there's a couple of guys that I love. And, and number one is Nick Holtz. The reason why I love him is I know he's not going to be calling the plays but I love what he's bringing to the table. I love he runs, he knows about the spread offense, the West Coast offense, the no huddle, and the spacing concept that's going to make this passing game go from anemic to being great. And then there's another guy that I played with in 1995 is Stevie J. Stevie J is the defensive back coach, and he brings fire, he brings an attitude. And the guy that I really love overall is I love Denard Wilson. And the reason why I love Denard Wilson is he says this. He says, iron choppers, iron. What the heck does that mean? That means I can't do this on my own. I'm going to rely on all my defensive coaching staff to help us be a great defense. Those are the three guys I really, really love. Hmm. He's, he definitely seems like he's also going to be very, very physical. F- physical. If, if there's a mascot out there, he's going to get blitzed. I'm well, you right now. Because he, he's he, got history around Greg Williams and others, right? I mean, he. he yep, yep. So I don't know. I. I definitely I like that part. Secondary players, though, you can blitz, but if you go man to man, you don't have no guys in the back end. You're going to get torched. But they they they're going to figure that out in the draft and everything. I was going to say they need to they need to beef up that portion of the they roster to. too, right? But, yeah, but there's a lot of guys in the draft that I actually love. I mean, there's a guy from uh I can't remember, from Iowa. I think his name is Cooper DeJean, and then you got Nate Wiggins from Clemson. You got you know Teron Arnold from Alabama. Then this is the guy that I really really love is. Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama. Kool-Aid, I mean, come on. If your name is Kool-Aid, I'm drafting you because of your name alone. You may be the worst corner in America, but I'm naming. I'm, I'm going to uh, draft you because your name is Kool-Aid. That's, yeah. that's, that's, how, that's how we do it. Yeah, you'll know he'll run through a wall. <laughs> I like it. See, nobody caught that. Hey, Kool-Aid. See, they don't know that. <laughs> they don't know that. They don't know that, Darren. <laughs> We're showing our age, aren't we? <laughs> Man, that, that came out in the 80s. That was when I had, instead of having a comb over, I had a little afro. <laughs> You ever watch? You ever watch? I think it's cool about this history. You ever watch like the? It's called Food That Built America on the History Channel. Like basically how all these things came about that no. we, you know, all these products that we've been using for our entire lives, like how they all came about. It's really cool, actually. You must have been really bored watching. You must yeah. have been really bored. Hey, let me tell you how to watch. Uh, yeah. How did, uh, how did I get a biggie bag from Wendy's? <laughs> that's by the way. That's that is in there, like the history of Wendy's. That's probably what my stomach hurt. I need to probably watch it. <laughs> stomach's hurting. <laughs> all right. What what do you think do you yeah. Derrick Henry? I like I've been saying all, all right. along like he's he's gone. I know it came out yeah. today that 
they're not franchise tagging him. Duh. No uh, kidding. So uh, what what do you think? You think he's there's any chance he's back or or no? Okay, two things. Number one, I don't think he wants to be back. That's number one. Number mm-hmm. two, I just think that with 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 Brian Callahan's offense, I don't. I, and I say this in a respectful way, it doesn't fit what he wants to do. Yeah. I mean, if you look at when he was at Cincinnati, you know, you got T. Higgins and Chase, uh, Lamar Chase, they're a passing first run second. If you look at the Tennessee Titans the last five or six years, they're run and then pass. So it'll be it'll be frustrating for Derrick Henry that if he's in his offense, instead of coming out on third down, he's going to be coming out on second and third. So it's not that he can't do it. It's not that he's not a great player. It's not that he's not a Hall of Famer. All these things, it's about is this a good fit for your running back, and I think this is a better fit for Spears than than Derrick Henry. I know a lot of people are going to get mad and say, "What are you?" T-? No, it's about it's about using your quality guys the right way. Not that he can't do it, because Bill uh, Brian Callahan and Nick Holtz want to throw the ball downfield. When they throw the ball downfield, that means Derrick Henry has to come out the game. I think he'll be a better fit with the Ravens or with the Buffalo Bills or with the Dallas Cowboys. I know it's a small sample, Chris. Sure, but. When you saw Will Levis, what did you see? I see a guy with a, a guy with a lot of potential and a uh, perfectionist. Mm. And, and and the reason why I said is because watch his body language. He wants to do everything right, and uh, if I don't do it right, then then he, he kind of panics a little bit. But if he can get around, you know, the the offensive coordinator with Nick Holtz and with with Brian with Brian Callahan to develop a lot of quarterbacks like Burrow, Dalton, Peyton Manning, and Stafford, then and, he, and he's coachable. I think he can, he can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league because he has the arm strength, he has the mentality, he has the toughness. He's just got to get the coaching, get the coaching and be coachable. I think he, he can be dynamic and lead his team to some, some great things. Mm. On the all-25 uh, anniversary team for the Titans, I, did I make it? I voted for Yancey Thigpen. Does that count as a vote for you? No, I, bo- I voted for Bo Scaife. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. And then, and then I actually voted for Ben Troop. I did. I did vote for you, and you did not. You well, know the two shoe ends that tied in. There, the, the two tight ends were were no brainers. Oh, Frank Wachek. Yeah, and and Delaney. Oh yeah, yeah. Who who was the receivers, man? I voted for you. I voted for you and Dice. What about Mace? And Mace. So we all made it. Yep. In my in my voting. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you're the only guy that likes me, though. That's not true. What if, what if what if I name my, my name? What if I change my name to DJ Damon? Would that would that get me in? <laughs> yes. Are you nervous that you're not going to make it in? You don't think my vote's going to be good enough? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not confident at all. At least he's honest, right? Well, um, I did vote for you, Thank and you I think so I think you belong out there Thank next you. season. But you just know, whatever happens, it wasn't because of me. I was going to vote for you, but after today, I just took my vote back. <laughs> DJ Dave. Hey, next time you have a football game, I want to be out there playing the music. I want to show you what I can do. No, you can't be playing like – people don't know – they don't know Billy Ocean. They don't know Al Jarreau. <laughs> Al Jarreau, yeah. They don't know, uh, you know uh, – Brooke uh, Wind. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> they know Earth, Wind, and Fire. Though. They don't know Bobby Blue Bland. No, they don't know no. Bobby Womack. <laughs> Education is important. <laughs> what in the world? I'm telling my age. Oh, Chris, yeah. good stuff as always, hey, man. Thanks for doing this. I love you guys. Thank you. All right, right back at you. Chris Sanders, forever Titan wide receiver. I'm not kidding. I did vote for him. He sounds nervous that he's not going to make it. I, well, you know, after today, I would probably say he's so a you're, shaky. You're, 
You're not you're not voting for it. No, I'm not either. I'm not even voting. I'm not voting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna call whoever voted and tell them not to vote. Well, the good news is voting is closed. Oh, so. okay. okay. <laughs> 615-844-5600 is the phone line and the text line. That's how you can get in touch with us. If you would like to do so, we're wide open the rest of the hour. We'd love to talk to you. More of the McFarland Show coming up next here on WNSR. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose. Healthy life. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy and i can cash out whenever i want that's a total no-brainer i'm downloading the free upside app now download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code lift for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's promo code lift you can cash out anytime right to your bank account to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code lift for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code lift hey it's john burton from news channel 5 and it's Pat and Cook from National Sports Radio. We are excited for our new show, JB and the General, every Monday through Friday right here on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Talking all things Titans, Nashville SC, Preds, anything you want, we can talk. And we don't mind going off the beaten path once in a while as well. Again, that's every Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, right here on WNSR. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan forecast this afternoon. Clouds and sun, high 76. It'll be mostly cloudy tonight, low 60. Passing shower to start Tuesday, otherwise mostly cloudy, high 76. Widespread showers are likely Wednesday. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. 
Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Hope Chris Sanders is still listening. That's one of DJ Damon's jam right there. That's him at work. Don't forget Grizzlies basketball tonight. 7 o'clock tip. Memphis hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Back here on The McFarland Show. Darren here live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. We'll head east. We'll go to Vince Ferrara coming up in the second hour of the program, something we do every Monday on the program. A little ruling in Tennessee's favor. We'll get into that. Good basketball weekend as well. 615-844-5600 is the phone line and the text line. Let's go to Nolansville where Tony is standing by. Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, young man. Good morning, Justin, where's Justin today? He's out. Should be back he's tomorrow. Out. Well, if he's listening, well, I hope he's having a good day. Um, I wish he was there because he mentioned Friday that he was kind of sad and weird that we didn't have a football game. Mm-hmm. However, we did have a football game uh, Saturday, and it was the HBCU Classic or uh, Legacy Bowl game, they calling it, Darren. Um, and it was, uh, had four TSU players playing in it, matter of fact. But, uh, I, was, I watched about half of it, almost three quarters. And, uh, there's some, there's some, we know there's good players on, uh, coming out of HBCUs. There was one standout I thought was, uh, a defensive tackle from Alabama A&M. I remember seeing him against, uh, Vanderbilt and, I think they played at Austin P. And his name was uh, Zarion Hayes, I think. He had four sacks in the game. Hmm. I don't know how much that'll translate over into the NFL, but, uh, you know, I watch it because one of these players very possibly could be one of our Titan players. So, um, and what was sad, Darren, the quarterback for the team, the two teams were named after. Uh, Jake Gaither, longtime coach back in the day, and Eddie Robinson. They were named Gaither and Robinson. But this one particular quarterback took the team open and drive down, and, um, uh, Damon, down the field, goes in on a rushing four yard touchdown, and got his leg broke. Mm. And in an all star game like that, you know, and I, and of course, you know, scouts were down there and been sending, I, you hated seeing that for that young man, and, I mean, you know, he's a senior trying to trying to make a way for himself and be seen, and, and that happened. So, but uh, just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Now, what I want to ask you: Did you go to the baseball game yesterday at Vanderbilt? I did. Darren, I know it's early, mm-hmm. but I'm hearing on some little bit of rumbling. A lot of people getting worried about this Vanderbilt bullpen, and. In three games now, they have given up eight, seven, and five runs in late innings. And uh, I know it's early, but uh, what did you think sitting there watching some of the bullpen? I was surprised because, well, okay, so let me just 
listen, let me just use yesterday's game as an example because I was there. So I'm not going to. Um, I understand that there have been early on this season there have been bullpen woes that you alluded to. I get it. They've had a lot of teams come back, and and luckily they've been able to save some of those collapses by winning with their last at bat. I mean that that's one thing that's jumped out to me this season. Like man, you know FAU Gonzaga on Saturday. Like they've needed last at bats to win to win games now. They were up 7-1, and they were cruising, Tony. And then the wheels came off in one inning. I mean, it was literally one inning did them in in a nine-inning baseball game yesterday. And I can't blame it all on the pitching because they had some two errors in the field and quite honestly could have had a couple more if it was scored. And I'm not saying it was scored incorrectly. I'm saying you had a ball go off. Was it a tough play? Did he have to jump up in the air, the shortstop? Yes, but it went in his glove and out of his glove into the outfield. So he gloved it, but he couldn't pull it in. First baseman, off his glove and into the outfield. An unbelievable play by the shortstop, backhands it to second base, and quite honestly, the second baseman was out of position. He was in bad position and he should have made the play and got the out, but he didn't. Everybody was safe. And the other one was a chopper to third. This was all in the seventh inning. A chopper to third. And, you know, they had bases or first and second. And they didn't get an out on a chopper to third. So you had two infield hits against an SEC team. And two balls hit off infielders' gloves. And none of them resulted in outs. Right, and, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm watching it at home, and I said to myself, they could have been out of the inning two or three times, but it's just it's just some of that stuff you just, you grit your teeth and shake your head at, and uh, that's what, but, uh, but with that happening, and of course you go to another pitcher, another pitcher, but, but that, that is some tough stuff. Now, I thought the first see- pitcher was, I thought their starter he settled it. He he was shaky in the first, and then settled in nicely. That big uh, lefty. He was, he was in a groove. He was in a groove, but his pitch count was getting up there. I knew he was probably done. And then the last pitcher, but everything in between, I thought was shaky. I thought the first pitcher, the starter, and the last pitcher were the two best pitchers, and everything in between looked pretty shaky, in my opinion. Well, Grayson Carter on Saturday, did you see what he did? Did no, I read. I read about it. I did not see. I actually went to a a middle school ball scrimmage over at Stewart's Creek. Okay, but I I did read. Were you talking about the eight straight pitches of hundred miles an hour? Eight straight, yeah. to a hundred or better, and topped out at one hundred three. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Darren, he's my closer. I was hoping to see him <laughs> yesterday, but <laughs> I knew when he pitched three innings, we weren't going to see him. Last thing I'm going to touch on, y'all talk about it, and I get off here. Uh, earlier last week, maybe you saw this, uh, Gentry Estes wrote an article uh, where he had done an interview with uh, Farley with the Titans. Did you see that? And no. Farley is talking about he don't. he's asking the Titan fans not to give up on him. He don't want anybody. He still believes in himself, and he still thinks he has game to offer. And I'm like, you hadn't played hardly in two years now, and you were having a hard time grasping 
the NFL defensive packages, what would make somebody still believe that you've got game for this league? So, I, was, I didn't know if you saw that. I though. didn't see that, though. I'll, I'll check it out. All right, guys. Hey, thanks. Thank you, Tony. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah, that, that, one's a, that one's a tough one. Because, by the way, you say two years. That's his professional career. How about going all the way back to college? I mean, he's played very little football. He's been injured a lot. I mean, you think about in the last four years, he has played very little football. This would be an epic comeback story if Caleb Farley was able to come back and make a difference with this Titans team. I don't know how anybody, and it's not about being mean or not rooting against him. It's about just trying to be real. Like, I don't know how anybody could think Caleb Farley is ever going to be someone that they're going to get mileage out of. I, I just, I think everybody's probably, at least I am, in the, I'll need to see it to believe it. I mean, I don't know how you could think any differently. It's just, he's a first-round pick that has barely been on the field, barely been available. And, by the way, that was kind of the knock on him in college. Barely on the field, dealt with a lot of injuries. Again, hasn't played much football in four years. And all of a sudden, he's going to just come back and be able to do it at the highest level? I don't know. That seems like a a lot to ask. I know they're rooting for that. I'm sure he is too, but I think everybody's probably in wait-and-see mode. All right, we'll take our final break. Come back and wrap up the first hour of the McFarland Show. We'll do that next. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Bob's Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one 
100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's a Bill King show. Brad, when that news hit, how did you respond? What were your thoughts? I'm always thinking betting first, but from a historical aspect, you know, there used to be debate as far as who the greatest is. It Bear Bryant is it Nick Saban. To me, it's Nick Saban, and I'm not a guy that lives in the moment. I just think Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The McFarland Show. Video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare studio. Hard to believe we're almost done with February. Crazy. Right ready to get into March. It'll be March Madness. We'll have conference tournaments. The SEC tournament will be here. And then it'll be March Madness. I'm ready for March Madness, too. Me, too. I think the camera went into March Madness mode. If you look at the camera, it's, it's a little fuzzy. Man. It is a little fuzzy. On my side, so. Doesn't look like it's in HD. <laughs> it just went into D without the NH. <laughs> but, uh, who it's do you just, think? Just definition? Yeah, just, no high? No high at all. Just, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Maybe after we come back for break, I don't know. Let's see. Well, we'll talk about uh, Tennessee's big win, speaking of that. Revenge, baby. Uh, Kentucky ripped apart Alabama, which oh, helps loved Tennessee. Yeah, we're number one. In the standings. Um, Houston, the Cougars, mm-hmm. without Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> yeah, he's been gone quite a while. Are the number one team in the land. <laughs> you do know he's been gone quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're doing it without <laughs> Akeem. I'm kind of surprised. But Kevin Sampson is a uh, very good coach, evidently, because he he's wins a lot. He does. He also gets in trouble a lot. <laughs> yeah. He does win a lot, but he also gets in trouble. Speaking of getting in trouble, lot. Bruce Pearl will be in town. <laughs> wow. Oh, nice man. segue. That was cold. Wasn't it? Yeah, he's gone, so you're going to make fun of him. Now, I like huh? Bruce, though. But, yeah. He's a good coach. He is. Except for Wednesday when we play them. I don't like him. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. We talked about it with Vince last week. We'll get into it. And this week, now the remaining schedule for the Vols, woo, Ooh, man. it is not uh, tiptoeing through the tulips. No, sir. It is going to be r- tough sledding in these final four games. But maybe a great tune-up yeah. for the conference tournament here and then getting them ready for the NCAA tournament. By the way, the Bengals, for all the Titans fans, we talked with Chris Sanders earlier this hour. T. Higgins has been a name that's been brought up here a lot especially with 
the new head coach, spending five years as the OC in Cincinnati, Brian Callahan. Looks like T. Higgins has been, uh, they have exercised the franchise tag on T. Higgins. What does that mean? Don't know. Probably means he's going to be in Cincinnati for sure. They may be stalling to work out a long-term deal. They may be just saying, hey, we're just going to franchise tag you for the year. But it looks like T. Higgins is not going to be a free agent that's going to be available to the Titans or anybody else looking for a big-time receiver. I don't think that's really a great shock. I think most people expected that to happen, and indeed, it did happen. And no shock, the running backs not getting franchise tag. Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, a lot of big names out there, nobody getting tagged. That shouldn't surprise anybody at all. That'll do it for hour number one. We'll head east. We'll bring in our man Vince Ferrara, 991 the sports animal, and we'll do that next. News. I'm Daria Albinger. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg has requested a gag order for Donald Trump's upcoming hush money case. It's to prevent the former president from disclosing personal information about jurors. Yes, it was wrong, but there was no ill intent. That from the Pentagon about Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's delay in letting the White House and others know about his cancer diagnosis and that he would be hospitalized. The review found that the deputy secretary was at all times position to perform all the functions and duties of the Secretary of Defense during the period of transfer from January 2 through 5, 2024. It also identified several processes, process and procedural improvements that could be made. Pentagon spokesman Major General Pat Ryder. The Supreme Court today heard arguments for and against laws in Texas and in Florida that prohibit social media companies from censoring political speech, specifically conservative. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. WNS. Nashville Sports Radio. Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. 
We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville Sports Radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039, 615-844-1039, or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com. Listen, you can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Whoa! Righty then. Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the program here on this Monday afternoon. 70. Five degrees here in Middle Tennessee. Darren McFarland here, live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. DJ Damon is alongside for the final hour. I got Chris Sanders just tickled in the first hour. The other McFarland, the other half of the show, Justin, should be back with us tomorrow on the program. Don't forget, you can watch the show every day on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and you can interact with the show on our YouTube page by just typing in WNSR Live, one yeah. word, and uh, we'll see your comments. I think, uh, Damon, it's not blurring anymore. We're back into HD, I think. I think we're back. I think we're back. Just, you know, the Look, magic of the DJ Damon, baby. There you go. Let's go east. <laughs> we're there an hour ahead of us. I'm taking Sterling Hidden's place at UT, Vince. He's full of himself today after that win over Texas A&M. But you told us last week they were gonna they were gonna beat up on. By the way, Texas A&M, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> you're going the wrong way. This is not the way you're supposed to be playing uh, on the doorstep of March. Ninety nine one, the sports animal, Vince Ferrara joins us, host of the morning show. There, Vinny, how we doing? Man, now that it's in the seventies and the sun is out, it makes. A big difference in how I'm doing, but yeah, 73 and sunny here. I'm good. Uh, busy crossover season right now, so yeah, lots lots going on. But good to be on with it. Let me ask you before we get into Vol stuff. So I'm a little confused. I, I don't. I'm pretty sure that was not the first time this has ever happened. Wake Forest beat Duke, and they stormed the court. I'm pretty sure it's happened before. And a Duke player got hurt. I mean, the storm in the court part. I'm being sarcastic. And now everybody's up in arms. John Shire went nuts. I get it. A player got hurt. Now you've got Bell. Has he had everybody out there screaming about storming the court? We need to ban this stuff. Uh, did I miss the? Did I miss the? Is this anything new? Department? We've been doing this for what decades? Like this is this has been going on in college basketball. For a long, long time. I mean, what? Why are we up in arms today about storming the court? It could very well be because it was it happened to a Duke player. Let's be honest. Okay, uh, all right. I Let's like, see if you'd I go like, there. 
I like Seth Greenberg, and we've had him on the show. He's an outstanding guest. Yep. You know, high on Tennessee. But that incident, and he didn't say it was because it was a dude. He just said that incident today, he completely flipped his stance on the, the court storming. He's been for it and okay with it. And now he says that it can't happen. And look, they're putting a lot of it on Wake Forest and, you know, they're Tennessee one time AD John Curry is there now. And he said they had a plan in place, but it wasn't executed and they're going to fix it. And they feel bad. Uh, but you know, the, the theories that I've seen to fix it are, we had Rod Clark on this morning, Tennessee men's basketball assistant coach. And I, you know, like, Hey, you're in the middle of it, stuff like that. He's, He's been on both sides of it. What, what do you think of court storming? And he says, look, it's part of the college basketball pageantry and, and excitement and things like that. He said that there there needs to be a way to get the teams out of there. And he said he heard, a, you know, a suggestion about like a, you know, a 30-second shot clock basically to get rid of everybody off the court. I, I That sounds great. It sounds great. silly. What are you? What are, what are they talking about? Thirty seconds. Wait, hold on, folks. Wait, thirty, twenty nine, twenty eight. Right, like, right. stop it. That, that, that's what I mean. It's kind of a it's kind of a dream world that it won't happen because part of the deal is the immediacy. Yes. of the reaction. It's it's not. Hey, we're going to get to go on the court. Hey, everybody. Like, hey, let's plan for it. You got you got your cell phone. Get, grab your drink and towel. We're going to run out and make sure you have your selfie stick because everyone wants to take a selfie and go out there. So it, it, it's, it's not something you, you prepare for. It's the immediacy of the moment. And so I don't think I don't think that would ever work or be no. executed uh, in any way, shape, or form. Guys, so 10 more seconds. Hold on. Right. Nine, eight. Like, stop it. Gosh. And if they can't hold them back, now, how are they going to hold them back after 30 seconds? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm pretty sure this is not the first time this subject has been brought up. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's been discussed thousands of times. If there was a solution, they would have figured it out by now. It's the right. We've had this conversation. It's Groundhog's Day over and over. And over. How do you stop it in a basketball arena? How do you stop it? Nets? Well, what? Fire hoses? Mace? Like what, stun guns? Like and what, what do you the, think is really going to happen? Oh, by the way, you may do that to the first layer, and then what are you going to do with everybody else? And wait a minute, who comes 30, after that? Thirty seconds later, if somebody misses, goes before thirty seconds, do they get penalized for coming before thirty seconds is up? I, 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 it's just like, no. I mean, <laughs> if if you just forget that nonsense of thirty seconds, like how do you visit nets? I mean, what? What are you going to do to stop the fans? Well, the, the the only thing that looks like could work is the penalties being so, so stiff and severe to the home team, to the home teams, that that venue has to over-incentivize over to fans that they cannot go under any circumstances to the court. So you have to put it on put the onus on the school take all their precautions and spend tons of money to prevent it. Uh, look, the, the John Shire might be frustrated because, look, it happens against them anytime they lose, so it really stands out because people, everyone wants to beat Duke and, and celebrate. 
And by the way, I do think Wake not only beat Duke, uh, it's happened before. I, I don't think it's been that long since they did it last. But also, the, the ACC is the only conference that has no sort of penalty for this. So that even more incentivizes doing it, whereas the SEC, they do a fine and all that. Now, oh, you that really works, argue, doesn't it? That, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it doesn't do anything. Maybe they have to get into bigger numbers. But uh, I, I'm not crazy about it personally, but uh, I, I just don't know of a, of a solution for it that is, is going to work. By the way, Steve Forbes, I'm a big fan of. Big fan. That guy, yeah. that guy can yeah. coach. Was it Tennessee? Yep. That guy can coach. Yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up. To, it just... It's it doesn't make any sense like that. I just don't know. How, again, fines. Well, they've been doing that in football forever. It has literally stopped no one. S- students don't fans don't care about the fines levied to the schools. I mean, they don't care about that. So anyway, all right. Uh, good news. So the judge has granted preliminary injunction that will ban the NCAA from enforcing the NIL rules. What does this mean for Tennessee? Well, it it means first of all a big win in the process because and and not only for Tennessee but for uh, everyone in in college athletics at least at the moment the attorney said that it this the NIL uh, the the pro the the NCAA's NIL rules likely violates federal antitrust law and harms student athletes and. Uh, it's not the final step by any means, but it does open the door for seemingly for anyone to operate in the NIL space without any repercussions. So I also think another thing it means for Tennessee is that it is very likely that the NCAA will drop their uh, investigation for breaking NIL rules because they, at the moment they can't enforce them. So how are you going to say they violate NCAA rules? Um, so that that's another very another positive that can come out of this for Tennessee. And what really changed is that they, Tennessee kind of had a redo. They tried to get a an initial uh, restraining order on these rules, and the judge denied it. But then, uh, with this most recent uh, ruling or the the uh, the hearing that they had, Tennessee involved the student-athletes, and they had the student-athletes side of things. And basically it's called a a supplemental briefing where, you know, the attorney general, they they showed that the inability to be in the free market in the NIL space with their limitations and rules, it limits the student-athletes uh, and it's it, it, irreparable harm because they only get a short period of time while they're in college to be able to take advantage of NIL. So uh, th- there's more to it. I don't want to get too much more in the weeds, but basically in giving the student athletes perspective is what it, it convinced the, the judge and the NCAA didn't really have a good, clear response to that. That's what helped them get this uh, injunction for the moment now. You know, the the next step is what, you know, what does the NCAA do? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the NCAA had a statement. That was the first thing. Um, and they said this isn't, the NCAA is fully supporting student-athletes and 
They want to, you know, work together to find a solution, blah, 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 all that kind of fun stuff. So what does the NCAA do? Well, they're going to probably appeal it um, if they're not in the process of working on it as well. Now, if they appeal it, there's a chance they could get a stay, which would lift that temporary suspension and injunction of those NIL rules. So maybe they could go back to, you know, uh, being able to enforce them for the time being until the appeal is heard. We'll see where that goes. But the biggest thing that the NCAA is trying to do, and that's according to uh, Dan Lust, who's a legal attorney, law professor, we've had him on a bunch. And he, the way he explained it to us this morning on the show was that the NCAA is, is most likely going to try to get an antitrust exemption. But that's something they've been trying to do with Congress for many years, mm-hmm. and they haven't been able to. Yep. So good, good luck now when Congress hasn't wanted to help you in any way, shape, or form, and they've criticized you publicly and in the courts for how you were not prepared for the NIL, the transfer portal, and the, the current landscape of college athletics. And there's also five more massive lawsuits that the NCAA is dealing with that are about the antitrust and, and violating those laws. So the, the NCAA is in a really difficult spot right now. They're, they're, they're going to throw Hail Marys and, you know, try to try to survive, but it's a very, very tough spot for them. Very positive for Tennessee uh, being, you know, as it sits right now. Whips, while, like when is the next piece of news or move that we're going to know about? Do you know? It's a good question. I date on that. I think it the CAA uh, files an appeal, and then when they can get a date for that and, and, and how that looks, it's a concrete date. Another bar to this case, and Dan Lust pointed this out, do other attorney generals around the country, do they start jumping in and suing the NCAA as well? And and also, then there's in student employment, student athlete employment, could like take things that didn't even another Pandora's box in all this. So I think this may be really starting to speed up the process of somebody trying to figure out parameters and guidelines and a better way to do it. And it may be a better way to do it outside of the NCAA, but um, it's there's not a, an exact date on when the next sort of move is in this case. After watching what happened on Saturday, and again, we talked about this last week, Texas A&M has been playing. Uh, they've just looked like a different team. It does make you wonder how in the world did Tennessee lose to Texas A&M, but uh, they took care of business. They absolutely destroyed the Aggies on Saturday. Uh, you could tell early on it was not going to be a game. I know they were just up 10 at the half, and then they just opened it up, but you could feel it. I mean, I don't know. You you tell me. You were there. I mean, you, you could just tell. like the. Aggies didn't belong on the same court with Tennessee, and, and the Vols took care of business. Absolutely. And, look, Darren, th- this is this is another reminder, this case where Tennessee was at A&M and lost and, and got housed and honestly punked, you know, and on the boards and physicality, things like that, energy. And it, it just it highlights how, with young people, a lot of it is about emotion and incentive and what's going on in their lives at the moment. You know, you could have one or two key guys have something sort of bringing them down in their preparation leading to a game or them stressing about 
something else and they're a little bit off and that, that could have a domino effect and it could lead to different results. And A&M was so motivated to beat Tennessee who was ranked fifth at the time. And, um, and so that, that's part of what Tennessee's had to adjust to, man. Teams, teams want to beat them. Now I know some, for some schools like Kentucky and Duke, they're used to that. Everybody wants to beat them. But now when you're a top five team, people, people, there's extra incentive. They get up for you. Do you have a response to that? Do you elevate your game to that? Or do you just go and do what you do? And now you may not handle getting punched in, in, in the mouth or you know, kicked in the chin. Uh, early in a ball game, and A and M was tougher, uh, and Tennessee had a response. And Tennessee did two things better from an on the court standpoint too. They rebounded so much better. Where A and M killed them on the glass. Tennessee out rebounded A and M fifty to thirty three. And then maybe the biggest thing is that Tennessee stayed in their gaps defensively and didn't allow A and M to drive into the paint. And that A and M killed them. They drove by their guards. Uh, and what Tennessee did, according Rod Clark told us this this morning, what Tennessee did, the reason why they were giving up the drives is because A&M made some early threes. So then Tennessee kind of got spooked defensively, and they started going out to three-point shooters. And so A&M just drove them to death. And that's something that they studied and realized, hey, we're not doing that this time. They want to take threes, made some early, fine. And A&M did. Wade Taylor made three of his first four threes. You know what? They went four for 30 after that as a team. Mm. So, and they baited him into taking a bunch of threes. They couldn't get in the paint, and now it's a completely different game. They don't get to the free throw line. They weren't able to, to rebound because they're they're shooting from three-point range and guys aren't in the right positions. So Tennessee had a great game plan in response, and uh, A&M had no answers. And the guy Ziegler eight almost years. had a triple-double. Yeah, those that's a big three now to steal an NBA term. Those guys have been good enough, not every single game. But, man, in the second half, last you know, three, four weeks overall, that's a big three. It's not just connect. And when those three, you got an inside presence, you got uh, Ziggler, like you said, almost had a triple-double. And, and he he had zero turnovers. Hmm. 14 assists and zero turnovers. Um, uh, amazing, and then you have Dalton Connect who can score on all levels. Man, that is tough to be. I, I don't know that anybody in the country has a, a big three, a top three players like Tennessee does. So they're not perfect. They have an incredibly difficult schedule coming up. Sure, you asked me about it, but so, but to this point, man, they have they ever since that loss to A and M, they are they're not only beating teams, they are woodshedding teams big time by thirty plus. Points. Mm. I want to ask you because big picture because we're getting into the SEC tournament's going to be here and then the NCAA tournament's just going to be just right around the corner. I mean, we're almost to March. I want to know what you think of today's game and the scoring that we see in today's game. Do you like it? And how much do you think that will affect what you'll have to do to be successful in March Madness? I mean, Kentucky put up 117 on Alabama on Saturday, and Vinny, with like six minutes to go, uh, they were already over 100. I mean, they took their foot off the gas and just played reserves. I mean, they could have finished with 130. Like, what do you make of the – and by the way, it's not just that. Like, look around the league. Like, we see 100 almost every night in college basketball, or we do see it every night. What do you make of 
today's game, and how do you think that will affect teams when they get to the NCAA tournament? College basketball and the SEC. And the SEC has had two of the top three scorers in the country in Alabama and Kentucky all season. You're right. I, I was watching the end of that, the second half of that game. Uh, Kentucky had Kentucky was up 104 to 67, I think, with like eight minutes to go. And Alabama just made a bunch of threes and baskets at the end and, and garbage time to make it even closer than it, it really should have been. But it, it, it was ridiculous, um, the the offense. But I, I, you know, it's today's game, and it it, it really has been trending in that direction. Uh, we, we've run these stats on our uh, TV show that I'm on, the Sports Source. Nine of the last ten national champions have ranked in the top ten in offensive efficiency. Just five of the last ten national champions have ranked in the top ten in defensive efficiency. So more frequently, it's the offense that wins you the title. Now, on that note, it's not like you can be bad in one area. Nine of the last national champions have been in the top 25 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. So if you're going to be good in one, if you're going to be a lead in one, it better be offense, but you can't be too bad. You still have to be top 25 in defense. That is the recipe right now to win a national championship, and and it has been proven in the last 10 years, and I think even more so this year than in – years past and and um you know it just even getting in the, in the final four you need to be good in both of those so that's just something to look for uh in the ken palm efficiency rankings each week uh, i you know tennessee has a response to that now having a, a, a much better offense and an elite offensive player that can get you buckets on on all levels if tennessee was anything like they've been in years past under barnes you'd be really worried but they also wouldn't be in the top 25 in offensive efficiency in years past either. So uh, I think Tennessee is equipment. Now they've gone to a big lineup at times, which has given teams fits. Is what turned the Missouri game around, and, and it, they were outstanding in it against A&M. Now it's a different look that they can give if, if they want the rebounding aspect and creating some other things. So uh, that Tennessee has a lot of versatility to be able to – maneuver through the NCAA tournament in this kind of more offensive college basketball and specifically even in the SEC. Last thing real quick, Vince. Uh, baseball, they they mopped Albany this weekend. Uh, they had an undefeated week. They got high point in Bowling Green this week all at home. They'll probably have another undefeated week. They're currently 7-1. and one. But my question is, as we wrap this up, how do you truly gauge? I mean, they're they're beating up on you know, I don't think particularly good teams and doing it easily. Uh, but what were your early impressions of the first eight games for Tennessee? The, the biggest thing maybe isn't necessarily long-term what you glean from watching them. It's more getting individual guy, getting looks at individual guys, right? So they're, they're seeing a bunch of pitchers are getting opportunities. You have guys that maybe weren't originally thought to – you know, be in the whatever first nine that you put out there, getting opportunities and raking. Um, so they, they've got 13, 14 guys that can, have made a really good case that they should be in the lineup because it's the deepest catching group they've ever had under Tony Vitello. They got a lot of arms. Maybe they don't have 
multiple guys that can throw over 100, but they do have one, Nate Snead, a transfer uh, in from Wichita State. Uh, he was incredible. He, he got tw- he got eight eight outs in 23 pitches. So um, they're they're a good, talented team. Still have to figure out the third spot in the rotation, and they're they're not perfect, but um, they're they're a really athletic team with I think more options than they've had in years past. So that's the biggest thing is just getting guys work, and and Tony Vitello is letting them move to different positions and try different lineups rather than sticking with a nine and then not knowing what he has until midway through the year. So I, I think those are all positive so far. It's going to be an interesting week for the basketball team. Thanks for doing this. And I can't wait to hear what we're talking about next week. Yeah. And then March 18th, spring football, and then the combine next week. And uh, I'll be watching the combine with those three Vols and Wright, Milton and Haddon. So uh, look forward to talking about that with you next week as well. Vince, appreciate it. Have a great week. All right, you too, D-Mac. Our man, Vince Ferrara, 99.1 The Sports Animal there in Knoxville, hosts the morning show with John Wilkerson, uh, and we appreciate him joining us as always. 615-844-5600 is the phone line and the text line. If you want to get involved, we're wide open the rest of the hour here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. You have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473. Buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizm Kism of Rizza. A prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzi.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZI to learn more. Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. 
You know, you've probably heard by now that the Nashville Cats are coming back to Music City. Well, you are correct. They're coming back and they're coming in hot starting April 27th with the first of five home games at the historic Municipal Auditorium. There will be an additional game at FM Bank Arena in mid-May up in Clarksville, and that will be honoring our military. Single game tickets as well as season tickets are on sale now. For more information, come visit thenashvillecats.com. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Maybe it's a overreaction on Monday, but I'm going to move it forward for me. Pump the brakes a little bit on Kyle Shanahan. He's got to do it to be included as he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. No, right now, I would say Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and he's one of the best coaches of all time. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNF. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Good stuff from Vinny as always. 615-844-5600. Rolling along here on this Monday afternoon. One half of The McFarland Show. Darren here in the Strike It's Bear Family Fun Center Studio. DJ Damon is alongside. Toot, toot, toot. Oh, okay. We were talking. Scratching my scratching. I brought up the Wake Forest Duke, mm-hmm. you know, storming the court. And I brought that up to Vince. And Mike on our text line sent, uh, I guess, back in the day, back in the day, they used to have caged courts, which I've never seen this. When I say back in the day, I mean 1800s. That sounds like one of them uh, early 1900s. Yeah, yeah, like something really. Nice. I guess it was because of fan or because of fights, and it says fights were commonplace. Uh, fans would lob produce <laughs> onto the court. That sounds like some Ben Hur movie or something. You know one of the movies you watched when they got the cart throwing the- grapefruit yeah. <laughs> at the players out in the middle of a. I don't know. Tomatoes. I don't know what they were. I don't know what produce. Did they have on short pants? And... <laughs> what was so, going on? I, I don't know. Um, I think it's interesting. I don't know what they can actually do about it. We'll come back to it. Let's go uh, to the phone line and bring in Eric. Eric, what's up? Hey, Darren, I, I'm going to get to uh, football in a minute. One quick thing about the course, Dorman. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you this won't happen. The only way that I can see realistically is unless the students or the people involved are willing to sign a waiver that you're doing it on risk. Because I guarantee you, whether they do or don't, if a student gets hurt, I guarantee you they're family and they're suing the school. You can't tell me that's not happening if they get hurt in a court storm. Because I've seen too many times where stuff like that happens. So if I really thought that they would be safe or willing to sign a waiver if you go down there at your own risk, which they're, of course, not going to do that. And even if they did, they still want to turn around and sue the school. So until lawsuits happen... Like if somebody gets hurt because of that, that's probably the only way that's going to stop. Well, the problem is a, a player's easy re- rebut to that is or rebuttal is what we're here to play a game, and you're making me sign something to say I'm waving. Like what? Why would they do that? No, no, I'm not talking about players. I'm talking about the fans at the game oh. who are in the stands who do that. 
Yeah, I'm well, not talking I'm about sure the players. Fans that's gotten hurt before, they just haven't. Well, pl- fans have been clocked by players. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've seen it. Football yeah. and basketball. In fact, they, they, they brought up an incident that happened. I guess it was uh, Jay Billis talking about a game. He was at, I guess it was North Carolina State or something like that. Yeah. But there was a fan that was actually on the court in a wheelchair. They had to lift him out to prevent him from getting hurt. And I think they said it was an incident of a football game. I forget who it was, where somebody got seriously hurt at a football game because Phil Storm. And they said somebody else, when they tore down the goalposts, the goalposts hit somebody in the yes, head. Yep. Uh, and that stuff like has happened. So I, I just, to me, I just don't think it's worth the risk. And I think the only way people really get upset about it is if one of the players on their favorite team got hurt and had to miss a significant time. Because these players now with the NIL and all these dealing money that they stand to lose if they don't play and stuff like that, that they're trying to make, I mean... You know, and also I just remember what happened a few weeks ago to Caitlin Clark. I've just, I've never been in favor of it. I'm still not. I'm not one of these two people that have flipped their tune. I've, I've been like this for a long time because I remember an incident back in Indiana. I forget they were playing either Duke or Kentucky or North Carolina, who it was, number one team in the country, and the fans stormed the court. And I don't remember if it was a cheerleader or somebody got seriously hurt and paralyzed because of that. And that's going back when Bobby Knight was coached. So I'm I, saying I, this has been going on decades, yeah. Long, yeah, long yeah. Time. and I've, 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 I've never been in favor of people going on the field because, of course, you don't see it in the pros or in uh, baseball, football, or basketball because more than likely if they did that, they would get clocked if you get up in somebody's face. And for some reason, I don't think we see this in college baseball, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, one, one other quick thing, and then I'll get off. And I wanted to, Did you hear about the story involving A.J. Brown going on the local Philadelphia talk show? Uh, no, I saw what he was writing on social media, but no. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well apparently uh, he had called in one of the local Philadelphia talk show, kind of dispelled a lot of this stuff, and he's talking about these guys just putting out stuff for clicks and likes and baits and all this I type of stuff. I saw that. Yes, and that, I saw that. Yeah, and he was talking about how you don't know what I'm right to a side sideline. It's not necessarily that I may not, I may be upset getting targeted. Everybody's assuming that he's upset that he's not getting targeted. He's just trying to challenge the players and all this type of stuff, and he said the reason Jalen Hurst doesn't do it is because that's not his his personality and stuff like that. But it was interesting because he's trolling Titans fan. The Titans is going out the door, but now he's ready to find it out in Philadelphia how bad it is. So a lot of times he's had to kind of stay on social media. It's just, and he says, of course, he doesn't want to leave. But there was a re- report somebody put out a rumor about him being traded to the Broncos for a defensive back or something like that. Which of course that's not going to happen. But he's got two years left on his deal. He said he loves Philadelphia, wants to stay here, but it's just. It's just going to be interesting to see all this stuff straight out. Guys, as always, good talk to you. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Look, A.J. Brown, I, I don't. He's they a talent. Have a social media. He's a, yeah, but it's easier said than done. Because you know what, yeah. Damon, we've been saying that his whole career. Yeah. Since he's been in the pros. And you know what? It hasn't changed. And he's not going to. It's very clear he's not going to. It's interesting how people say they don't want attention, but they're always but trying they're, to get yes, attention. Right? Yes, yes. It's because they want attention. Look, there, there's one way to make all this go away, AJ. Just get If you can't handle it. Right. I'm not going to break out into a few good men. If you can't handle the truth. You if, can't handle the truth. If you can't handle social media, then get off of it. Or don't look at it. Don't look. Right. But clearly, he doesn't want to do that. And again, it's his right. But I'm not going to feel sorry for you no. whenever you go on your rants. No. on social media and you start bashing and then people come at you in waves and then you go off and then you say i my account's been hacked or that wasn't me and you backpedal it's like aj just stop it's silly man it's you and for whatever reason it's like you're addicted 
to the he cannot not see what people are saying right about him. Right, he can't he can't help it. Yeah, but it's like okay, you're, you're allowed to do that, but it's clear you can't handle yeah. what you see. So if you can't handle it, and then you keep getting yourself in these binds by getting on social media and saying that stuff, and then you get hit by a thousand people on social media ripping you apart, and then you go crazy, and then you scrub your account of you know Titan stuff, then you scrub your account of Eagles stuff. Like, dude, it's old. Like, grow up. Don't people realize that when you get on social media and talk about what other folks say, that it makes people even more hatred towards you? They're going to say more things. That's what social media is about. And that's one of the biggest problems with social media and Facebook. All of it is it's all about just being known, getting out there, trying to, trying to get recognition and attention. You, if you look at Facebook now, it's sad the things that people get on there and fuss about and they don't realize they got other friends who don't even know what's happening. They're listening to you talk, and they think, what is wrong with this guy? You know, something's going on in his mind, his mental ill, you know, mental situation. And I, I certainly don't want to brush over that and not say that stuff isn't real. Oh, it no. is. It is. But I, I don't know. I mean, I I even, in fact, when he did all this about when the, when the Travis Kelsey and the um, – the situation with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey during the Super Bowl, he put on on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. X, whatever. He said, "If that was me, they would have thrown me out of the league." And I, and I was like, "Oh, you're still playing the victim card, AJ? Like, just stop it, man! Like, poor, poor you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like what? <laughs> it, you re- we really believe that? Like, well, it just just the constant that stuff the." poor me and everybody's after me and i'm the victim it's like dude it's old okay you you've been paid you wanted to get paid you got paid you're a number one receiver in the league you got traded to a good team you got to play in the super bowl it's like what is an you know when is enough enough for you or you're satisfied i thought he said he was happy up there and everything was great and he was in a new place in his life well that was that day (laughs) and then he woke up the next day and it was a new day right but you and know, then the you new know day had Kevin new problems. Byard, you don't hear people like that. That's because Kevin Byard isn't like that. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. You don't ever. We've never had these conversations about Kevin Byard. Why? Because he doesn't do all that nonsense. Yeah. He got traded to Philly. You don't heard anything else from. G- him. Guess what? Derrick Henry. We don't have these conversations no. about Derrick Henry. Yeah. Because yeah, Derrick Henry doesn't fool. It's he like, could get on there and complain. Well, they trying to trade me. They try. Oh, I don't know what they're gonna do. You know, but you you don't think every player couldn't have a beef yeah and say something right that they don't like on how something is playing out mm-hmm. i mean everybody could do it we all could do it by the way yeah in our jobs everybody out there listening <laughs> well, everybody oh, could, everybody yeah. could do it right no matter yes, where you are yes sir so do, how do you think that's gonna go how do you think that's gonna play it's not just aj brown in the nfl it's fill in the blank anyone at any place, mm-hmm. it's it's going to end poorly, man. Like it's not a good idea, but he he can't stop. I don't know why he can't stop. You don't think somebody in his his circle has told him, "Hey, bro, get off social media." And I don't know. Maybe nobody has. Uh, I don't know his circles. He got too much money, and he's got a lot of money, and so maybe he just doesn't care. Hey, can I go back to storming the court? I got an idea for you. Let's buddy. do it on the other side. Okay. 
Okay. I want to hear your idea yeah, on the other side. I got a good one. My dude. guess is this is probably going to be silly. No, it's going to be great. It may be having him like DJ in it at the end and gets everybody in a good yeah, mood with good, good music. And they just dance yeah. rather than storm the court. <laughs> there you go. That's Maybe. A, I don't know. I don't think so. Though. Let's hear uh, what DJ Damon has up his sleeve on the other side. By the way, wide open the rest of the hour, 615-844-5600. If you want to get involved in the show, more of the McFarland Show. You're on WNSR. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's a starleasing.com. To learn more. A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house. So I asked him how he did it. And he smiled and he said he went to the knowledge tree. <laughs> he had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more. And he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers. Folks like me who get the runaround from banks. And he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time homebuyers. Here's the number. 859-9599. 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. Knowledge does. Knowledge Tree Mortgage. 859-9599. 859-9599. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity as the return of the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale through each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. 
Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. 615-844-5600. Grizzlies and Nets tonight. They'll tip at 7 o'clock right here on these airwaves. We're live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. You can also watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Let's go down to Columbia. Nate is standing by. Nate, what's up? What's up, guys? Um, I thought of the exact same thing that, um, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember the guy that just called in, um, brought up the cage, basically, around the court. Because I don't know how much international soccer y'all watch, but there are a few leagues that have, cages up against the stands so the fans i guess can't get on the uh field field or anything and i think it's the lower leagues but um i don't know if y'all saw this this past weekend but if they had cages at the uh, nba man there was some wwe action going on well tell me about it at an nba game i didn't see this yeah um which game happened i i can't remember but it was um it was, um, I think it was at kind of towards the end of the game. Um, it was about two days ago. It was, it looks, it looks like it was maybe the, was it the Warriors? Oh yeah. Uh, Grant Williams fought the Warriors for, I guess, scoring at the end of the game. I guess it was a like former vault Grant Williams. That's what it looks like. Huh? Okay. I didn't see that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just wanted to. I, I like I said, I didn't know if y'all knew about the international lower leagues where they had. I, I know that. Teams. Yeah, soccer. I know they they that, is it plexiglass? Like, what do they have up? I think it's just chain link fence. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Man, chain link fence. And I think, and I think they have a a divider between the fan bases too. Because you know the, we we have the cute name hooligans here in the U.S. for the rowdy supporters, but it's uh, hooligans is nothing to scoff at. International league. Well, I don't know if it's if it's international league. I think it could be you know viewed here in the states. I mean, there's plenty of fan bases uh, that could use dividers. Look, I I I don't know if you see every week, and I've brought this up on the show before, Nate, but. The NFL is complete. I'm surprised this is not talked about more than it is. Honestly, like I am kind of shocked and I know why because media members don't have to sit in the stands, right? They get to sit in the press box and they're away from the fans. The amount of fights that go on every single week in the NFL is mind blowing and it is so underreported. And I mean, we're talking brawls. At NFL not games, even just, not even just the NFL, even baseball too. Oh well, no doubt the Giants and the Dodgers. We know I've I've been to a Dodgers Angels game in LA, and it was sold out, fifty five thousand, and it was I had no. That was the first time I was like, oh, I mean, I know it's Southern California versus Southern California, but I didn't know these two fan bases didn't like each other like that. Like the, it was, it was nasty. Hey, by the way, the game that you're talking about, Nate, was the uh, Miami Heat and the Pelicans. They had a fight with oh, Jimmy okay. Butler and uh, G. Mitch Marshall. 
That was about two days ago it broke out. That's what it was. I remember that. But I, uh, by right. the way, but the fan bases. I mean, to, to the, I mean, I'm just saying, and I know you can't do it, but because a lot of this stuff, there is no like. I know in soccer, I've seen it. It's like you know, like one half of the it's one half of the that half of the stadium is that fan base. The other half of that half of the stadium is the other. It's like a true divide. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how you do that in just regular games because sometimes you just get you know you just have fans just around each other one two sections are rooting for one team the other two in the middle of two sections rooting for the other team so how do you do anything about that you can't yeah it's almost like uh, the winter classic day in dallas because uh there's basically dallas home game but there are a few sections of preds fans scattered so yeah yeah unless you, unless you somehow um ticket it one way then I mean I don't know how you you can't really prevent that so. right because of resale and stuff you're right I mean I guess mm-hmm. you could but but how do you even know that like how do you I mean you'd have to almost do like a questionnaire when you're buying tickets who you're rooting for you know I don't know maybe one day they'll get to that who knows well I want and now that I bring this up I wonder how um, the international teams do it because uh, the TV show that I told you all about, I guess, a few weeks ago uh, about Wrexham. They have, in their stadiums, they have the hooligans separated from each other. Like, they they can't, they don't sit together. Hmm. And I don't know how they prevent it, but they don't. So, Interesting. I don't know, maybe we, maybe we need to give a call over to England or something. Yeah, and find out how they do that. Yeah, good question. Good thing to bring up. Y'all have hey, a great day, guys. Appreciate it. All right, we will take our – we'll step away for the final time and come back and – You want my suggestion yet? When we come back. Oh, okay. Come back. I thought we – okay. That's how we'll wrap up it's Monday's another. edition of the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5. And it's Patton Cook from National Sports Radio. We are excited for our new show, JB and the General, every Monday through Friday right here on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Talking all things Titans, Nashville SC, Preds, anything you want, we can talk. And we don't mind going off the beaten path once in a while as well. Again, that's every Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, right here on WNSR. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Doug on our text line said... The 100% remedy to court storming is, if you do it, you have to forfeit the win. I understand they're 18 and 20-year-old students, 22-year-old students, but they'll cut out that foolishness. I just, I can't imagine. Look, I understand you have to have teeth. You're going to have to have teeth. Because we all know, like the the finding the schools, 100,000, 50,000. 250000 it means nothing to fans. They could care less. So that has no teeth. It's just nice for the conferences because whenever they do that, who knows what they do with that, that money. They may have their own little kitty with that. Who knows? And it needs teeth. I get it. But are you really going to strip the win? I don't know. I mean, what if that ends up, what if that, that flip, a win, a big win, to a loss is a bubble team and it puts them out of the NCAA tournament. It gets a coach fired who actually won the game and his team should be in the tournament. Instead, they got put out of the tournament because they got turned into a loss. I don't know. I can't imagine that they would ever do that. I understand again. I know it needs teeth. I just, I don't know how you fix it. Am I for it? No. No, because it's it's just a bad idea. It just be, things can go only go wrong, and so I just don't know how you fix that. Like Adam came in here, 
and said, you know, what about the event staff? And I'm like, no disrespect. I know a lot of event staff people here in town that work a lot of events that I've gotten to know over the years. They're great people. They do a fantastic job. But I don't know how they're stopping court storming. You may stop the initial wave, yeah. but what about the other 2,500 behind them? <laughs> well, my suggestion, Darren, is to do like doing the hockey. Take those, uh, what are that shields they got around them? Yeah, like the plexiglass. It, yeah, put the plexiglass all around and move the entrance to the to the court back some. So if they do get out, they got to wait before they get them to court. So place the glass make it there. like a hockey rink without ice. Yeah. But they still see through the place glass, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, we, we... Anybody who attends a hockey game and sits low, yeah. that's what you do. That's what I thought for the day. Huh. I don't know. That's that's not half bad. Then you got to build walls. Yeah, well, you got to And plexiglass. That's why that millions of dollars come that they would have spent on the court storming company. It's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I contributed a little we'll t- bit. We'll that. table that. Okay. We'll table that. Thank you very much. That's going to do it for today's show. DJ Dave. We'll end on that note. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day. Bill Keen will get things started at 6 a.m. JB and the General, 9 to 11. And we'll be back in the saddle tomorrow at 2 o'clock. We'll see you then.